Welcome to a very special combined episode of Apologetics Profile and Good Heavens. I'm Watchman Staff Apologist Daniel Ray. So glad you could join us today in celebration of the 4th of July and in celebration of 2022 being the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 16 moon landing. We are featuring five episodes with a very special guest, retired Air Force Brigadier General and Apollo 16 moonwalking astronaut, Charlie Duke. Charlie is the youngest of all the 12 moonwalking astronauts and the 10th man to set foot on the lunar surface. In April of 1972, with his fellow astronaut and good friend, the late John Young, who passed away in 2018, Duke landed high atop the Descartes Highlands in the lunar lander Orion. This was the highest elevation moon landing of all the Apollo missions. Charlie shares with us everything from what it was like being Capcom of Houston for Apollo 11, what riding a Saturn V rocket felt like, the stark, surreal beauty of the lunar surface, and how the Lord Jesus Christ transformed him and his entire family. At that point, uh, you're still in a critical situation. I mean, sure. land, land and a piece of hardware breaks or the you spring a leak in uh, uh, anything, and especially on the asset stage, uh, you got to do something. And so you were really focused in on examining the systems, made sure all the systems were go for till T1. And I think T1 was like five minutes. Mm-hmm. E2, like maybe 30 minutes, and I don't remember the times exactly, but I know they went from T1 to T2, T3, and at some point in there, maybe an hour, within an hour, uh, the vehicle, we assured that the vehicle was safe, uh, and uh, they were staying, and so then they could start preparing the vehicle to, uh, uh, to, to and themselves to get outside to explore. Yeah, I, I re, uh, reading in your book, and I didn't know this until I read your book. Uh, when you and you were describing your and John's descent, and and by the way, my condolences to your loss of your friend. I know he passed in uh, 2018, and you guys were more more than just astronauts. You were friends. You you guys loved each other. It's clear your relationship was wonderful, and so my condolences to John's passing for you. Um, um, but as you're describing you and John descending, I did not know that you guys got into a hover position and then basically the module just drops, right? You don't hover down, you just fall for the last 10, 20 feet or something like that. Is that what happens? You get, you pick out a landing spot and hopefully you can fly over it. And uh, then you keep, John kept his eye on where he wanted to land. So he came down uh, vertically hmm. uh, and uh, at about, uh, so I was giving him the forward velocity, lateral velocity, and rate of descent. And if I recall exactly, uh, at 20 feet, he levels off, and he's just hovering yeah, uh, with no uh, no movement, which was really good. And then, it, then he started, I said, give me a, 
uh, give me a click down and a, a little burning of switch. One click gave you one foot per second. So we started down and, uh, you know, 10 seconds later or whatever it was, uh, we, the, we, we, we were coming straight down like a helicopter. And, uh, when the, the, the electrical probes hit the moon, the light came on and I said, uh, he was staring outside, but I see the light cause my job was inside. And, uh, and the, I said, the contact engine stopped. And so he stopped the engine and we dropped in the last three feet okay. or four. And it just boom, <laughs> you just, you know, and it, it, it won six gravity though. It wasn't any, wasn't, wasn't too bad. Deal. It's over. It's over. And here it is, Gators, Lone Star. Right oh, on. Oh, I'm in the tank, Charlie. Okay, 40 degrees, 38 degrees. Right. Down on Dot, North Ray. Okay. Looks like we're going to be able to make it, John. It's not too many blocks up there. Ryan, your gopher landing. Uh, the red, red now looks pretty good. Yep. Still, 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 50 feet down at four. Give me one click up. Get back enough slightly. Okay, two down. Stand by for contact. I'm gonna let her down. Give me level off. Let her on down. Okay, seven six percent. Plenty fat. Contact. Stop. There were no seats in the lunar module, so you were mm. standing up, but you were uh you had three cables that that anchored you to the floor, uh, and they they attached at your waist, one on each side and one at the center. You locked those cables so that if the vehicle got out of control, you wouldn't go throw you around the spacecraft. Mm. So you would maintain your position. Got it. And, got it. Uh, that was, uh, uh, and I, I think that was important. Uh, but as you're standing there and you hit the moon, you'd sort of use your knees as a, uh, as a shock absorber. You just sort of squat a little bit and bounce back up. And, uh, of course it was six hours late landing. We were excited. We both hollered and screamed and, you know, a little Ryan is finally here in Houston. Fantastic or something like that. I said. You remember what your first words were that you said when you stepped on the lunar surface? No, I remember John's, but I don't remember mine. It was uh, <laughs> lunar module pilot didn't have to have a big, big fancy statement. <laughs> Just the commander. Just the commander. Yeah. What John say? He said uh, something like, uh, 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 Descartes, uh, Apollo 16 is here. We're going to change your image. They are mysterious and unknown Descartes. Island Plains. Apollo 16 is going to change your image. Because you guys were going to do some geology. On a lot. Some, yeah, in some highlands. Uh, a high, you, were, you were the highest elevation landing on the lunar surface, correct? Apollo 16, is that right? That's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And you guys, uh, you guys collected over 200 pounds uh, worth of uh, lunar rocks. Is that right? You guys were three seven-hour moonwalks in collecting rocks. Is that, well, uh, the, not quite three. Uh, we had two seven-hour, oh, two uh, seven-hour plus. The last one was cut short. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, we were like five hours and 35 minutes, something like Did you set a record for the most amount of rocks, or was that Apollo 17? Well, at the time, it was a record. Yeah, 213 pounds or something like it, 98, 98 kilos, around that, 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 that range. And, uh, but then uh, uh, Apollo uh, 17 collected more. 15 had a big load. We had a bigger load, and Apollo 17 had even a bigger load. And we got confidence with the lunar module, the performance of the engine. Um, in fact, we had so many rocks. Uh, we had a uh, discussion. I wouldn't call it an argument, but a discussion with Mission Control. They said, well, we got too many rocks here. You got to throw some back over. Please. Throw <laughs> some out so we get the weight back. So right it's that margin for liftoff yeah and we fussed and we said we're not throwing any rocks out (laughs) do that Houston we got plenty of gas and so they finally relented and gave us permission to keep it on keep them all right that's nice that's nice well let me uh, let's I wanted to talk about something that's not often mentioned and I I know since you were Capcom you might have a little bit more insight in about this for for Houston for Apollo 11 um the story is somewhat told of Buzz Aldrin uh, at some point after the uh, landing, requesting radio silence so that he could do a, uh, a communion in the lander. Is that uh, what, what do you know of this, that story? What, what can you tell us? Uh, not, not not much, really. Uh, we were off duty at that point. Oh, OK. And we were home. Uh, I'd gone home and uh, it was uh and it wasn't, I don't remember it being well announced uh, that, that he was doing this, but he did have permission to do it. Uh, and from the flight director and, and the uh, uh, big Slayton, who was the chief of flight crew operations. And uh, so uh, Neil honored it. Uh, I don't think he partook, but he honored it. And, mm-hmm. um, so Buzz, uh, he was an elder in the in the Presbyterian Church at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, it was his idea to do this. I and um, he got permission from from the folks to do it, uh, and uh, like I got permission to take a picture of my family uh, to leave on the moon and. Uh, so everybody had a little something that they they wanted to do. Uh, Apollo uh, uh, fifteen. Uh, Jim Irwin was committed Christian before he went, and uh, he uh, he he started on one of his excursions. They start. He started quoting Psalm one hundred and twenty one. And wow. I look to the hills. My, where does my help come from? My help comes. And he, they landed in a, a mountainous region also. There were big hills around them. It was not high elevation like we did with hills, but those was the Mari, but there were big hills around. Hmm. And then on Apollo 8, uh, there was a, 
I think a significant uh, uh, a moment when uh, they they had a it was Christmas Eve to 1968 and uh, they turned the TV and they had this t- uh, TV uh, show if you will and it came around from the backside of the moon and there's Earthwise uh, which was really very dramatic. Uh, and uh, then they started reading from Genesis and they read the uh, first 11 verses of Genesis. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, or so I, f- I think it was 11 verses, but anyway, they all three took turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, except for Neil Armstrong, I think that was probably the most moving, significant words uh, spoken from, from the moon. We're now going over God, uh, they were all three Christians, and mm-hmm. uh, so uh, 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 I was uh, uh, very moved by that. I yeah. wasn't a Christian at the time, but uh, mm-hmm. churchgoer, you know, <laughs> churchian, as you say, yeah, churchian, right. <laughs> 